Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. This week I'm talking to you about communicating trust in a crisis. Isn't it just good enough to be able to communicate? How do we communicate and build that trust in our workforce? This is what I'm covering this week. I'm talking about communicating honestly, providing structure in the comms, and what other elements need to be considered in the communication to your workforce. In these times of uncertainty, in order to lead well, organisations need to prioritise communication. Because in these times of uncertainty, we really need the workforce to trust the leaders and trust in the communication that is given. So join me in this episode. So welcome back listeners. This is your Lessons for Leaders podcast and each week I'm bringing you lessons, learning, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business without the stress, doubt and overwhelm so that I can help you to increase your performance, to be resilient and to thrive in life as well as support your teams in the best possible way. I'm your host Emma Langton leadership coach and well-being and workplace trainer, helping you and your workforce to make the impact that you want in the world. So on this episode, as I mentioned in the intro, I'm talking to you about communicating well in the times of crisis. Before I dive into that, I know that you're probably sick of hearing me ask this, but please, please do leave a review. It helps enormously for the podcast hosts to know what it is that you like and importantly to be able to share it with other people who might be interested. If you haven't left a review yet, please do go and find the little button on the iTunes app or web page and just give it the five stars and leave a few words about what have been your key takeaways or what you found most helpful. And of course, um, as we're coming into Mental Health Awareness Week next week, I want to remind you to do please take care of your mental health. If you would like to talk to me about yours or what I can do to provide help and support to your workplace, drop me an email or go to my website. The email is emma at emmalankton.com. I do have a few spaces left and we don't have to fit it all in in just that week. Mental health is a priority in every week and particularly in this time of COVID-19 and the working at home and juggling all the things. So do let me know if there's anything here that I can help you with. At the moment, I am providing training and uh, courses on even things like uh, getting the balance at home, setting boundaries is becoming quite a strong topic. People are stressed, overwhelmed, and as one person said to me, they're absolutely just shattered from juggling all the things. So don't let your workforce struggle. Please don't struggle on your own. Do reach out to me if you need to. So, communicating trust in a crisis. 
Trust, in my view, is the key reason that leaders need to communicate well and often. It doesn't matter what it is that you say or how well you say it, how engaging you say it, how clever or smart it is, how often it is. If there's no trust there, people are not going to be listening anyway. In these times of crisis, are in change, and we've got change coming up, haven't we, with the um, different decision-makings on the lockdown, definitely in the UK anyway, our leaders need to be able to communicate well and do so in a way that builds that trust in their workforce. Doing both of these things is crucial. You know, one of the things that I often say to people is that people don't leave their jobs, they leave their managers. And um, this is more true than ever because if they're in a workforce where they don't feel safe they don't feel secure I mean a lot of places the jobs are not feeling that secure particularly when they're hanging on to jobs this time of uncertainty furloughing working at home juggling school being a key worker exposed to the the virus itself on the very front line or in you know supermarkets and other um, key working areas are going to bring stress, anxiety, uncertainty at these times of change. So the very least we can do is to be honest with staff about what is happening, about what the company situation is. It gets them on board with what the plans are, why this is, how you'll get through it. Honesty builds trust. And in these times of new ways of working that many have experienced recently, It means that employees are craving connection, understanding, reassurance and to feel, you know, heard, listened to and supported. And it doesn't mean that you have to speak to them individually or every single day or promise a great outcome. It simply means that what you do, you do honestly, openly and you do it well. Times have changed generally without all this COVID-19 situation. Just in other times of change within organisations can be tricky. And the next few phases of lockdown are going to bring change and uncertainty even more. So in order to lead well, organisations need to prioritise the communication, which then supports staff well-being, because it will pay off in the long run. In these times of crisis where change is so uncertain, everything, everything relies on building that trust or having that trust. The World Happiness Report from 2013 found that there was less negative effect on people's well-being, even in economic downturn, when there were high levels of trust in an organisation and more social connection. That on its own is enough to tell us that we need to communicate well. But remember too that trust isn't going to happen overnight. It takes consistency. You know, many of my listeners are parents and I know that you're juggling the school and the home, but just think about um, when we're building trust with children. As a parent, aka being their leader... We need to follow through with any promises or consequences that we say that we're going to give them. I never told my kids anything too far ahead. Partly because they would get so excited and it would create more questions and then, you know, they would kind of stop concentrating on the things or stop doing the things that they were doing. This is sounding a bit similar to the lockdown plan, isn't it? You know, 
um, doing too much too soon. But also, I didn't tell them things in case something went wrong and we couldn't deliver. And this ensured that there was trust built with my children in that, you know, what I said would happen does happen. Um, what I say I will do, I do do. Um, and we need that in leaders. But the reason that we need to build that trust is because when we are young, we do learn to tell if somebody is being untruthful. You know, people, kids get hypervigilant and people get hypervigilant and, and checking all areas and looking at every little um, action and nuance and, and, and unpicking all the detail when they are feeling wobbly and uncertain. And that's right now. So the key message is don't say things that you know that you can't follow through on. Just don't say it. When we communicate honestly, which is the first key thing that we need to make sure that we do, several purposes are served. It calms the fears in the employees. It reinforces trust and in an employer's integrity. And it allows the opportunity for emotional support for everyone because they feel held and supported and understood when you communicate honestly. As a leader, when I work with the leaders, usually this work is on a one-to-one -one basis, but often, you know, it can be in a team way as well. When I talk about change and communication, when they understand the psychology around the fears and the worries that people have when they're encountering change, it makes it easier to work with and it makes it easier to incorporate into their plans because you can gauge the fear, you can edge the worry, you can answer the worrying questions. So it enables leaders to include detail or respond to negativity and concerns. Because when people have an idea about what's going to happen, just think about this for yourself for a moment. When you have an idea about what's going to happen or a clear understanding, even that not all information is available yet, rather than thinking that things are being kept from them, that clear understanding calms down your internal system. So it reduces the stresses, it reduces the anxiety and worry. Just think about all the knee-jerk reactions that happened on that Sunday night after uh, the Prime Minister had given the next stages of lockdown because there wasn't enough information. Some of it was clear, some of it wasn't clear for people because it depended where you were, where you were standpoint, what role you were in, what job you were in. So then, you know, social media was sort of got all fired up because it creates that worry, that anxiety. So when leaders communicate often, they build the trust that means employers are more positive and more trusting, even in times of uncertainty. And you know what the other thing is? When you're being honest, if you mess up, if you make a mistake, or if you don't have all the answers, be honest about that as well. Just remember that whatever you're doing, it takes longer to build the trust than it does to lose it. So provide a structure. Providing that structure to the communication also builds trust. You know, the UK government provides that structure in their communication by delivering the updates at 5pm each day. Organisations can do similar, or they do it daily or weekly. Many companies are sending daily briefings and updates, but there is value to be had in live communications too, wherever possible. 
or emailing out of a short video or enabling people to join you on Zoom or Teams or, you know, whatever connective um, platform you're using. Giving employees the structure so they know when they'll hear from leaders that it'll be a certain time in a certain way with the knowledge that they can trust the content. Again, it calms the anxiety, it reduces the stresses and the other emotional impact of the situation. It helps them feel supported which in turn creates more trust and more productive teams because then, you know, when we've calmed down all the stress and all the anxiety, people are able to function better. Their brain is switched on, they can think clearly so they can take that information, they can do with it what they need to do with it and they can get on with everything else that they need to do. So that's why it makes things more productive. So effective communication, especially in times of crisis, needs to be based on some of those key things which we've also seen in the government briefings. So tell people what the problem is or what your situation you're in. Or as I like to say, give them the why. Tell people what you are doing about it or how you intend to fix the problem or, you know, whatever is kind of relevant. And inform comprehensively and continuously, as I've said. You know, when I was um, chair of governors a few years ago, the um, funding for schools, I think is, is often it's well known that funding for schools can be quite poor. And the school that I was in with their funding was becoming quite dire. And the, you know, the financial position was really difficult. And the head kept saying to me, I keep telling them that we need to cut back, that we need to be careful about spending, you know, that we... Um, We've got a shortage in the funding, etc. She said, and they just don't seem to be, they sort of nod and then they don't seem to be taking it on board. And I said to them, have you told them the why? And she said, well, yeah, 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 that, you know, we haven't got much money in the part and that, you know, we're going to run out of funding and, and about the budget and things. And I said, and have you explained what the consequences will be of that? Oh, no. So we got all of the staff together and so that the head wasn't sort of deemed to be, you know, the bearer of bad news and that, that it was me because I'm not in the school every day. You know, we said, look, you know, we've been talking to you about the finances. The thing is, the problem is we ha do have a lack of finances. However, the bigger picture, in all honesty, is if we don't sort these finances, then we will be looking at redundancies. Now that brought people's attention up. But it was about being open and it was about being honest. And then they stopped moaning about, you know, penny pinching and things being mean because they could see the bigger why of the bigger picture. And then obviously the what we were doing about it was, so we're cutting back on spending here, we're cutting back on spending there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We will keep you posted. Here's when you will get updates and information. It will be at staff meetings, et cetera, et cetera. Do you see how it set out, what is the problem, what are you doing to fix it, and when you will be in, kept up to date with things. So, Because underneath those kind of key three areas, I want to just expand a little more, um, is when we talk about kind of what is the problem, what is the why, or even why am I sending you this message? Because often people in the thick of things, as I mentioned about the head teacher, they forget to explain the bigger why. 
You know, they know. So they forget that everybody else doesn't know. So you need to tell them what's going on, what I need you to know, what the risks are, what we are doing, why we are doing this and what the outcome will be. Because often that what that outcome will be is what's in it for you or what's not in it for you, i.e. we're kind of trying to save redundancies. Do you see for that example? Keeping things straightforward, honest and clear. No beating around the bush on this. I can do this (laughs) straightforward talking all the time. But, you know, with an empathic tone to your voice sometimes, a little tilt to your head to show that you're understanding, you know, not just coming in with a big sledgehammer. However, don't go in with waffle. Don't bamboozle with too much detail. Because this is a key element in building trust. Because without this, you cause confusion, which then ramps up the fear and the uncertainty and takes people into that fight-flight response. And they stop listening because bits of your brain switch off when you're in a fight-flight response. And then, therefore, you stop trusting. So be clear. Be concise. Keep in the messages to the point. The average attention span is about 10 seconds That's not a lot of time to get that message across. I'm not saying don't talk for any longer than 10 seconds, but people waver and come back. So repeat key information. Apparently 70% of information is forgotten in the space of 24 hours. So use different modalities to deliver the message where you can. You know, have visuals or lists or charts or graphs or a video clip or something else other than them just looking at you if you like many of us as I've said have been involved in schooling during this time and think about how schools talk about different learning styles that people have and try then if you can to include them those different learning styles in your messaging speaking of schooling and learning and messaging the other area is keep it engaging Have you managed to listen all the way through to minute 18 of this podcast? Well, I hope so. And then the final aspect is to repeat key information. So, (laughs) you know what I'm going to do now. To recap, we've talked about Communicate honestly because it calms down the internal system. Provide the structure so people know what to expect. That also keeps them calm and less stressed. Be effective in your communication by explaining the why. Tell people what you're doing and inform comprehensively. So keep it straightforward, clear, concise. Repeat key information Keep it engaging, but to the point, and then give that short summary. Because the other aspect as well is that by reducing employee fears and building the trust in leaders and having that greater honesty and transparency in your communication, it also means that employees know the kind of what's in it for me part of change restructure or unlocking or a crisis plan and really that's the bit that they're interested in so being honest with your staff not only beads trust but it gets them on board with how you're going to get through this situation
And that's got to be a good thing. So I hope that's been really helpful for you. As ever, if you have any questions about today's episode, I'll be happy to go through anything or even arrange a time to talk to you or anybody else in your company about how to do this well. As ever, please remember to leave me a review, share the podcast with people if you think it will be helpful for them, get in touch with me for anything else that you need. And in the meantime, stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you again in the next episode. Bye for now.